Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats. And with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely. Filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly. Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Ted Sokol. Join my co-host and fellow security guard at uh, Freddy Fazbear's, Chris Dewar. Today's episode we're reviewing Five Nights at Freddy's. This is the uh, latest supernatural horror film based on the video game series and franchise of the same name, created by Scott Cathan. Directed by Emma Tammy and co-wrote screenplay with Catherine and Seth Kudebeck. So uh, I uh, had, you know, we had seen this trailer out a while back and I myself, I don't know about you, Chris, but I never uh, had played or really known much about the games. I heard about these games, Five Nights at Freddy's, it was supposed to be a horror game and it's spawned quite a franchise. So clearly there was a demand for, okay, there's a great IP out there. Let's make a movie of it. So saw the trailer, you know, knew we got a Bloomhouse, which Bloomhouse has done quite a great, um, you know, job. And they've had a slew of amazing, you know, horror films. Some okay, but overall, Bloomhouse is in the business for horror. So I thought, okay, we got a great recipe uh, for either awesomeness or disaster. So, but uh, we were intrigued. So, uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Five Nights at Freddy's. So we follow Josh Hutcherson's character, who is a troubled security guard. who accepts a nighttime job at an abandoned family entertainment center where he discovers its four animatronic mascots come alive and are prone to murder. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, Taylor. Never played the games, heard of the games. A little intrigued about the games because I have several students at my coaching job that are, these are, again, elementary students who wear Five Nights at Freddy's merch. We are recording this the week of Halloween. Yes, we are. Yesterday was Halloween when we were recording this now. I had several students also have Five Nights at Freddy's costumes from more recent iterations of the game. 
So clearly it has to be something that is, it's spooky, but maybe it's supposed to be like somewhat family friendly. I'm not sure. But seeing this trailer, I was expecting like, oh, this is going to be a creepy horror film. Yeah. Where these things come to life, start attacking people. I mean, we've all had that moment at like Chuck E. Cheese or even like a Disney ride or something where it's a little older. We're like, the eyes just don't move the same anymore. And things just look a little wonky and you're kind of, there's a little creep factor of like, what if that thing came to life and started to attack you? So I think the concept is really interesting. Unfortunately for me, this movie did not pay off in terms of like actually giving me the creeps at all. Like I think the biggest thing it lacked was horror. And I think because it was PG 13, this almost falls in the same camp as an earlier Blumhouse movie this year, Megan. Yes. In which that also we we both agreed needed like a rated R cut. It felt like they had made a rated R movie of that and then they cut it because they knew they're going to lose a huge audience if they made it too gory. And there was just parts in that movie where you're like, that should have been a crazier kill. What's so crazy about this film is there's one scene in particular that has a death via shadow that is like insane. That is like yeah. an insane concept for this movie. And then there's nothing else in this whole movie like that. <laughs> I was like, why did you show that one scene if there's going to be nothing else like it in this whole film? But I will give props to, they went to the Jim Henson company to actually make life-size costumes slash, I'm sure puppets of the famous for animatronic characters from the games. And that actually really pays off well, because I think had it been a whole CGI mess, it wouldn't have worked as well. So I actually think there's enough in the restaurant with like, you know, the static on the computer. And, you know, sometimes you see them in the shadows, their eyes light up, but just the, how they move throughout the movie was pretty well done because it is pretty much costumes. Uh, that you know, I'm sure uh, there's probably a stunt person wearing them that then maybe their body's CGI'd out, but it looks really good in terms of that. So I enjoyed the production elements. I just think the plot and overall what this movie was trying to do was kind of a mess because there's more stuff that's not about the, the Five Nights at Freddy stuff than there is. Yeah. Uh, we have this whole plot line with Josh Hutcherson's character who he had his brother was kidnapped when he was younger and it's like never, he's never gotten over it. And it's almost yeah. to the point where he's having like, what do you call it, PTSD about it in a way. Yeah. He has all these dream sequences. That's like the majority of the movie is dream sequences of how to almost as if he can somehow, if I keep dreaming about it, I'll be able to remember who took my brother. Yeah. And I'm like that, that that's, I'm okay with you trying to do some kind of plot line that maybe will connect to the grander story, but I wanted more focus on the grander story. Well, and I mean, and, it's five nights of Friday's not five sleepless nights with Josh Hutcherson. You know, we, yeah. we like, and I agree. I mean, there's actually like, there's so many kind of plot elements going on. I mean, he's trying to not only get over this loss, um, but also figure out who did it at the expense of he's raising his young sister and his, you know, the evil aunt wants to, wants to take the kid um you know we don't really understand like all this kind of stuff there's all that kind of plot going on but even just like okay in horror films the people do stupid things don't go down that way don't you know don't look behind you 
this this is all the trope. So he, he takes this job, doesn't ask any questions, then he goes there. Weird stuff happens. He doesn't ask the source, which kind of cracks me up. So like, there's no point. He's like, can you tell me more about this job? What's going on? Like, what's the history? So there's not like, we're not delving into the lore as much. And I want to know like more about what's going on. And then we do have some disappearances, but it's not really explained, you know, and, and kind of like, it's really weird. So like in the very first scene, there's a security guard and he meets an end. And then, oh, we have an opening. Whatever to hit. Like, so there's a lot of stuff that, doesn't make sense that if a normal person like, okay, you know, you live in this area, you know, you don't see news reports, you don't ask questions. So it's kind of like, but I was, and then they do all the stuff and then they rush the plot to this very point. Like, oh, here's a big reveal. Oh, by the way, here's a big reveal. And it doesn't have the impact on it. Like, you know what? So I, I think, especially when the, the this twist happens, it doesn't have the impact that you probably want in a horror film. And I think that was like, you know, the, the second half was kind of like, eh you know yeah i mean this film is so predictable yeah you really are only following three main adult characters josh hutcherson we have um elizabeth Lael as vanessa who's a local police officer she was great on you and she's in this as a, a police officer and then in a very brief role but you're like hmm i wonder who he is you have matthew lillard as the guy that hires josh hutcherson to get the job and there's just you know once you hit a certain point in the movie you're kind of like yeah i know who she is and i know who he is and it's all kind of predictable yeah and it's also like i just think if they had more scenes with matthew lillard overall would have paid off more for some stuff um and i just you know i don't know if this is a case of first time director situation. Yeah. You know, this was a lot of studio interference. What's interesting to read about is that originally Chris Columbus was set to direct this film mm. and then he ultimately left the project. And, you know, Chris Columbus being someone that's done a lot of these great family films, he has had, you know, little bits of horror here and there. And I, I wonder what his tastes would have been for this kind of film, but. Yeah, I think ultimately again, it's it's the fact that it's a lack of rated R. Um, not that I needed to see like a ton of gore, but even like in the trailer, we see that security guard. Like it looks like a a, a mask that's backwards, almost looking like Saw, like a film from Saw. Yeah, like these like rotating chainsaws are like coming out of his face, you know, closer and closer. And so that's why I thought I was like, oh, these these animatronics, when they kill, it becomes like very gruesome. Well, again, you don't see very much. Even that scene in the trailer where, you know, you have a couple like hoolums, teenagers breaking yeah, they, into like. Mm-hmm. Browse the place. They all kind stuff. of meet their demise in their own different way. But it's it's again, there's one specific one that I was like, oh, now there's potential. The rest you don't really see. It's kind yeah. of like, you know sneaky ways to not have you know probably the rating go up to rated r but here's here's the the catch of the whole thing the film did very well in its opening weekend yep even that's with, true even with it simultaneously coming out on, on peacock made like 138 million worldwide and it has now the biggest halloween weekend film opening ever uh, even beating michael myers himself halloween when that movie came out it did like 78 this did 80 million opening weekend domestic hmm. So my hope is that 
because this is now like a new IP franchise coming to cinema, that they will continue this franchise with Josh Hutcherson as the lead. I think they got to keep him on. He was great in the film. And they need to now really turn it up a notch. Like, I would almost be like, if if they're going to keep it PG-13, they still got to turn it up a notch. Because, like, even for jump scare element, the jump scares in this film, there was, like, two in particular that had nothing to do with any of the animatronics. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it like, really nothing. Like, there was this little little device that happens um which is funny because a, it's, it's there was a funny to, moment yeah that there's like the i think I know the one you're talking about they not to give any way but they've talked about there are some there's some post-credit stuff and they said oh this is going to lead to something else but i was like i think if you are a fan of this um i would be very curious to see like some of the people who watch this who are a huge fan or played of all the games because they'll know more of the uh, Easter eggs, but for for us as not a, a fan, it didn't really hook us the way like oh that's you know I I definitely wanted definitely wanted more of the gore, more of the scare factor, and just a little bit more like cohesiveness of the plot, you know. Yeah, I think I wanted more just in the restaurant, and I thought I thought it was going to be more of a case where our lead character has to keep kind of like solving puzzles, yeah, within the restaurant while trying to avoid these characters. What's so weird about the movie is there's many scenes where like they're just hanging out with the characters. And once you kind of find out what these characters are and maybe who's controlling them, it's like, oh, so they're not really just attacking whoever they want. There's kind of a control to them. And I thought the whole case was going to be like, you have to survive Five Nights at Freddy's and each night's going to get worse. But there's a reason why he has to keep going back to the restaurant maybe something like that so yeah you know again i i enjoy the production budget there's a few times where i did laugh like there's some yeah. good comedy in here but it's just not the movie i was expecting and uh it was one of those cases where i was like i'm actually glad that i was at home watching this on peacock yeah as opposed <laughs> exactly to yeah. going to the theater and maybe maybe a theater element with a, a full crowd would have changed uh the perspective but that's how it worked for me. So overall, Five Nights at Freddy's for being kind of a mess and not the film I expected. I, I give a little bit of points for production budget. As I said, it's going to be like a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 as well. Uh, it's interesting to see where it goes from here. Um, it has made its money, so they may be spawning more. Maybe I'll dip my toes back in, but for now... Um, I'm happy not to stand in another night at Freddy's. So uh, that was this edition of, uh, sorry. You yourselves can check out Five Nights at Freddy's uh, at theaters and streaming exclusively on Peacock. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.